Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. <laughs> Welcome to Burning guys knew I was going to bring her on the pod. I was just waiting for the perfect moment for the moons to align. I am with Lifesaver. Oh my god. Dramatic <laughs> as fuck already. Lifesaver. You don't I was going to say glass thrower. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Model. Amazing friend <laughs> and one of my f- favorite, favorite people in this life, Sierra Miller in the building of hell. Welcome. Thanks. Are you excited to be here? This is like my first time being on your podcast. I know. I feel like with the pandemic and stuff. You can blame it on the pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic's just like been crazy. Yeah, the pandemic's lockdown hasn't happened since 2020. I've been like so busy. I was like yeah. trapping a man. Oh um, my God. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. You could have announced and said, I was your unofficial official bridesmaid, you crazy bitch. You, you definitely were. What do you think about some of the haters out there, myself, claiming that you just oh, says, like, claiming that you just says Kendall to my wedding, Kendall Jenner? Well, what I have to say to you. What do you, you have to say? What I have to say to you, because you started what? this whole shit. Uh, <laughs> I know. You literally started this. Nobody would have, I would have been on my merry way had you not created this narrative that I, Kendall Jennered your own wedding, but Did the you? dress was fabulous. <laughs> the dress was amazing. Listen to this. You are the biggest diva that's done this pod so far, but I'm so excited. Also, what? I forgot, has Paige, Paige? Paige has done it. Paige described you as, yeah, Naomi Campbell, if she saved lives and had a baby with Mother Teresa. Yes, yeah, yes, I remember that. And she nailed that. Do you think that's you? No. Mother Teresa? I mean, you worked as a nurse during the pandemic. I mean, regardless, does Mother Teresa curse? If Mother Teresa... Mother Teresa is, like, very close, like, like... You know, God and Mother Teresa's somewhere, uh-huh. like a couple inches down. Uh-huh. Like, I, I'm a sinner, and I don't. <laughs> I, I think it's really hard to compare myself to Mother Teresa, but I will absolutely take Naomi Campbell because I, she's one of my idols, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I hope to be where she's at when I'm. You know, 50 or however old she is. <laughs> I don't know. I actually should know more she about Mother actually, Teresa, but I don't. Oh, I'm I just I was talking about Naomi. Oh. <laughs> All I know is Naomi looks amazing. She's Stunning, out killing it. Oh, the cheekbones, the hair. But you're in an interesting place where you could be a full-time nurse. You could be a reality TV star. You could be a full-time model. You could be a lot of things. Yeah. You're in your mid-20s. I remember my mid-20s. Am I in my mid or am I in my late? I'm 26. I was going to say mid, but you're kind of in your late. Um, I was... Are you finding... I'm insulted. Where is your joy right now? Where are you finding your happiness? Oh my gosh. I'm having a hard time finding my joy because you're like... 
as you just said, like I could be doing this. I could be going this way, modeling, nursing. Mm -hmm. I'm finding it kind of hard to like manage where or to figure out where exactly I want to go and what direction I want to like go headstrong with because I love nursing at the end of the day. It's the first job I ever had out of college. Like I really don't know anything career-wise other than nursing, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I don't feel like I can do forever. Being a bedside nurse is mm-hmm. just not how I picture my life and hats off to all the nurses who do it and who are like 20 year vets and everything. But I just don't think it's for me. Being in the ICU is insanely taxing and mentally, emotionally, especially during the pandemic. So yeah, but then I have like modeling, which has kind of taken a back burner to TV. And Mm -hmm. then I have TV, which occupies a lot of headspace, a lot of mental space. And without going into overdrive, it's like, I I gotta find the balance because it's- It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot for sure. And I always say on the pod, just because you're really good at something doesn't necessarily mean it's what you're meant to do. Right. So it's hard when you happen to be really beautiful and smart, like what direction to (laughs) Uh take it. (laughs) Most people are like, can't just be like, oh, I might just casually do a runway shoot. Because if you're like me, you have nubby legs and you would never be considered. <laughs> um, what's your dating life like? What's that? How's that going? Um, honestly, I'm having a lot of fun dating in New York. Like, How are New York guys different than Atlanta guys? Okay, so, so I have been recently making these New York men come and pick me up from my house before our dates. With an Uber? Whatever you want. You can either take the subway With to my city house. bike? Whatever their mode of transportation is, it's not my problem. All, my only concern is that you knock on my door and you're like, hey, are you ready? And I'm like, yes. Now we can Because you want to have a prom queen moment where you like walk down the stairs and. Well, yeah, I like want to open outfit. my door in my outfit. Or is that creepy that like a guy you don't know knows where you live? Well, I only let the ones that I really like come and pick me up. Okay. Okay. Other than that, like, fine, I'll meet you. But like this whole meet you at the restaurant, like it's, I thought was kind of weird. Oh, you know. Back in the day when I used to date. I <laughs> she's married now. No, but that like awkwardness of who was gonna get there first, how long you're gonna sit oh, there, yeah, what like, you should be doing when he comes. You're always like, what do I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? Yeah. How do I look chill? I hate that. Yeah, and like I know for a fact I'm gonna be late. So True. you might as well come and pick me up so that you're not sitting at that restaurant waiting all by yourself. You're like either gonna look stupid. Or we can do this together. Yeah, or we can do this together. We can show up at the same time, no sweat. Mm-hmm. And so I went on a date like a, like a week ago and he came and picked me up. And he got to meet Jasper. I, I really liked him. So, or I really like him, present tense. So I was like, come over, <laughs> like meet Jasper, you know, whatever. And then we'll get in the car and we'll go. And we did. And it was like, perfect. And I'm slowly training them, the ones that I want. I'm training them like... I feel like little southernisms that like I need southernisms that's so fascinating yeah. I also do think men are similar to dogs in many ways well, one thing is like you know how sometimes dogs like they like rules like they yeah. want you to tell them what to do no and you exactly. just being like if you do this it makes me happy they like almost get excited that then they're like I don't have to fucking rack my brain trying to figure it out they don't have to read your mind yeah and so when he was texting me he was like we were first we were gonna, we were gonna go out in Midtown and then we ended up changing it to Soho whatever I was like okay so you're, you're still picking me up he was like okay yeah sure I was like okay amazing he was like y- y- but you're not subtle at all I was like well I don't 
didn't want you to be confused, mm -hmm. you know? Why do you think you're testing men so hard early on in the process? Because it's like, you got to start off this way. Because it's like, if you don't start out with like necessarily voicing like what you want, then it's always going to be like, I don't feel like you're, you're ever going to get what you want from that person. I do. And like, I'm tired. I'm tired of meeting guys and like, Wanting to be so chill or so cool yeah. that, like, I don't want to say anything in order to, like, impress them or just, like, to be easygoing. Like, I don't feel like I'm super high maintenance, but, like, there are some things that, like... Yeah, I was about to say, it's not like you're this high maintenance girl that needs to be, like, carried around like Ariana Grande. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like you want to feel like you can ask for anything yeah in the very beginning even right. in the beginning they will be there for you with that even yeah. if you're like bring me a fucking parakeet they'll be like i'll figure out how to do that right yeah and i i always say like in the beginning like i, mean, I moved in with des so early so early and people yeah. are very like oh don't you want to wait and i'm like i need to know if it works out right now i mean that's true like Which i was is kind of fight in the beginning i say like go to the the fucking Ikea and like put together a couch together and if you can't do it you know it's not right yeah <laughs> you can't do it in the beginning how are you guys gonna feel 10 years in when you hate how he breathes but how fast does he order the task rabbit oh honey he is so good like last <laughs> night I mean it's I I it's not great for my health but he'll just be like hey I'm getting froyo do you want and I yeah. literally was like you're the best I'm obsessed honestly with you. <laughs> I, I love when I, whenever when I stayed at Des when, when I at Des as well now it's y'all's we did have an when intimate I, weekend together when I stayed with y'all for Memorial Day and like Des would be like all right I'm, what do you guys want I'm gonna go get an acai bowl you guys and I'd be like here's my order like and he's like already knows that he's going downstairs to pick it up he didn't ask us if we wanted to go like we yeah. weren't going like we love do that. have like it's funny because whenever i hang out with you i always think like oh i should invite des and it's because selfishly i know he, <laughs> he loves hanging out with us but then yeah. i remember i have to respect our own friendship because like i have to give time for us oh my gosh does Anything that I'm going to say to you, I don't, I'm going to probably know. say to Des, too. Okay, and you know? people don't understand this thruple. Yeah, it's definitely a thruple. Because when at your wedding, I was like, okay, you married your white girlfriend this week. <laughs> we will sort out our wedding date at a later time, Des. But today is about y'all. Sierra calls us his swirl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what people don't know is that when we first met, Sierra and I first met, I had also kind of first met Dez. Yeah. And he was FaceTiming me when I was filming in the house. Yeah. And who do you think was sitting next to me? Sierra. <laughs> so I was like, who's this? And I would be like, do we like him? What yeah. do we think? You were like, oh my God, let's FaceTime Dez for the first time. And I'm expecting like this <laughs> six, five black man to come on the screen. And I was like, Dez. I was like, I for real thought you were talking to a black man, which is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Because Dez sometimes has the essence of one. You know, he definitely <laughs> use, likes to use our hair products. But, <laughs> but like... Yeah, I just feel like I got to know Des kind of as you were getting to know him. And I was like, I love him from the beginning. And yeah. And you, when Sierra and I are obviously in like intense filming situations, yeah. like we got very close and Des got to like see that you were always like, regardless what political stuff was going on or what like yeah. followers or bullshit, like you always, I feel like saw me for me. Yeah. And he never forgets that <laughs> shit. Like he's all in the gossip with my friends and he'll be like, she's a real woman. Can't trust that one. She's a real. So like he, we, we don't forget that stuff. Oh my God. And I, I mean like, and it wasn't anything like, 
that I really had to think about. Like people say you came on too strong to me and I'm like, thank God. Oh, like, thank I God. I haven't even thought about that in so long, but it's funny because like I know how it's like to be like a new person. Yeah. And I know how I would want someone to receive me. Yeah. And like, I'm not about to be a bitch to anyone yeah. who I don't know yet. Yeah. And like that, I always appreciated. And I was like, it takes like, me years to be a bitch to someone. And <laughs> and like it was just such a natural friendship. So even and even after, like we were always talking after we wrapped filming the oh first gosh, season. And yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it was just, like, fucking natural. I feel like I've known you and Des for, like, 10 years. It's crazy. And I'm like that with friendships. I don't care if I meet someone, like, two days ago. Mm-hmm. If I feel like we were sisters from another life, which yeah. I feel like me and you were, yeah. I will, like, trust you and c- confide in you like someone I've known for way longer. Yeah. And we don't have to speak every day. We literally send each other cat videos oh every day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so we send Animal. each other. Now it's like Nevin Burning Hell. We're yeah. just telling people about yeah. how we love each other. We don't talk about anything of any importance. No substance. No. We're not talking about Ukraine and Russia. No, no. We are sending each other cat videos. And no. we're judgy, too. Like, I'm like, yeah. she better send a cute one. And I go, that was cute. And then I sent a dog video. You were like, oh, is that what we're doing? I was like, it's just, just one dog. Video. But we are going to have a farm, I think. Me, you, and Des. I would love for us to have a commune. Yeah. Like a sanctuary for unwanted animals. Yeah. Like in New York? We just have to make some more money. money. Yeah. Maybe upstate New York. Yeah. And then you could be the... Oh, my God. Should you be a vet? No. Imagine if you were a nurse for animals. No. I don't want to watch an animal. We're never going to put any animal down. Like, we'll never. <laughs> never. I wanted to be a vet at first, but then I realized you would see an animal in pain, and I was like, no, no, no. Absolutely no, 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 no. I would not be able to. No. You become, I feel like as a nurse, sometimes you become desensitized to humans because, like, when you're in the unit and you see people come in for various things, half of the time it's, you know, accidents, stuff that could have, like, you just never would have thought of. The other half is definitely stuff that could have been prevented mm-hmm. had that person, like, taken the time to educate themselves or really paid attention to what was going on. And, Call like... them stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, like, that was really, like, politically correct, but... <laughs> Their own stupidity got them in this situation. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm I supposed been, to fix stupid? If you haven't been to the ER because your own stupidity, you're not living life. I mean, but coming in the ICU because of your stupidity, I get it. Life happens. But damn, don't I don't want to. I don't know about this. I like, my first season filming Summer House, we had this long driveway. And I guess to prevent deers from going <laughs> to the mansions, they had these grates on the ground. And I called an Uber. What? First of all, stupid. The Uber like could have picked us up at the house but I for some reason thought we had to like walk the whole driveway to the road because I'm stupid so anyway I was like I got the Uber and I'm in heels and I start running in front of everyone you know like being athletic as she is just running like a track star my heels just get locked in the grate and I fall and my pinky just goes backwards I'm in the ER for seven hours that night seven hours people were like texting me I was like go have fun well because my pinky was not like top of mine, but you know how p- yeah. painful the nerve of your pinky is? No, I'm sure, but that ain't life or death. No, that was just stupid. Was it broken? No, but he did it. Uh, it wasn't even broken. It was traumatizing though. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> like when people go to the ER and I'm like, <laughs> Do you know, it was the most painful thing and they couldn't just snap it back. They had to numb my hands Okay, to well, do some work on it. Like some lidocaine? They didn't inject you, or is it like Girl, I'm top stupid? Of- I don't know what they put okay, in it. Yeah, because listen, if you don't tell me that also, you went to the ER, I was with British Dave at the time, and he's a massive man, like six seven, and we were like cuddling in the hotel bed, 
and we were like kind of drunk. <laughs> we were, you're like the ER's worst. By the end, the ER liked yeah. us though. Okay. Like this, but in the beginning, because you're funny, bitch. <laughs> by the end, we like all had a party. But long story short, how has seeing people in different like health positions, part- times of their life, sometimes seeing people in their most traumatizing life situation, not me with the pinky, but other important things. Definitely not. How has that changed your own perspective of life? Like, do you live your life like any day, like, like YOLO type thing? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like everyone thinks that they have time and you don't. And I think that you really have to capitalize on, you know, your day to day. You're not always promised tomorrow. I say that all the time. Mm -hmm. And just when you think that you're going to have time to do something, you might not necessarily. You can plan ahead as far as you want, but you might not ever have the opportunity to get there. So, Mm -hmm. like, definitely living for today. And, like, when there's, like, a cool opportunity or a once in a lifetime thing, it's just more of, like, I just, like, do it. Why not? If you hate it, don't do it again. But, you know, it's definitely, I mean, seeing people die and seeing people people, you know, at their worst and having to help people through like really difficult times in their lives. It just makes you kind of appreciate what you have on the other side. And like, it definitely helps give you perspective in terms of relationships too. Like you don't, if I say like one more time, it definitely helps give you perspective in your relationships and just make you appreciate, you know, where, like where you're at and, you know, I don't know, just how is your mental health while you were working as a traveling nurse mm-hmm. versus being on a reality TV show. I will say I can't do them both at the same time because when you're in the unit, you give so much of yourself emotionally, mentally, physically. And as much as you train yourself to kind of separate your outside, like the hospital world from your outside world, um, it, it's really hard to. And so when I, so when we're airing or we're on TV or I'm filming, like I honestly can't give myself to the hospital in the way that I need to in order to like show up and be present and give my full attention to my patient. You can't like half-ass the ER. Yeah, like you can't half-ass and it's very, not, I, I'm not willing to make a mistake that's going to cost someone else their life. And so I know that if I'm not there 100% mentally and emotionally, then I don't need to be in there at all mm. because it is such a high energy, high stress environment. And yeah, like even though it's like it was it's my everyday job and stuff, I can't forget that. I am taking care of people and people's lives depend on me in particular, and especially in particular moments, you know, like I'm have to come through for them and I don't have time to be it's like sticking around. It's not your average nine to five. Though. No, like, it's not your average nine to five. You can scroll Instagram yeah. half the time. No, like you're like if you with, accidentally send the wrong email to someone, it sucks. But like if you accidentally do something wrong in right. the ER, there are real consequences. Yeah. Like if I have anxiety stricken and I'm trying to like figure, I mean, like I'm giving out crazy medications that like your people aren't used to dealing with. I'm, I'm having to look at certain things and watch something, watch certain things. And my assessment skills need to be on point. And I know that when I'm stressed out or I like my anxiety is high sometimes with filming, like I'm like, I just, I can't show up to the hospital in this state Mm -hmm. or like, or if I need to be on my phone and I can't, like I just, the balance is too difficult. Do you feel like you're living a double life? 
Yeah, sometimes. And I actually like living that double life because mm-hmm. I get to go into a space in the hospital where nobody knows who I am or nobody really gives a shit. It doesn't really matter who I am. Or like things that are going on are way more important than yeah. like, did this person say this about right. you? Yeah. And nobody cares about any of that stuff in the hospital. It's a matter of like, have you been doing what's right for the patient? Do we have all the information that we need? Are you a part of this team? I love being a part of that team in the hospital where we're all contributing to like the greater good of mm. the patient and the care of all the patients in the unit. And that's why I, I like living that double life. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I need to be in the hospital because I don't care about what the shit that people are saying about me on Instagram right now. And like, as much as they want to call me like a stupid bitch or I'm lazy or I'm selfish or I'm like all the names in the book, I'm like... I'm not getting called that in the hospital and it's actually like really fucking nice and like we're like not everyone's like grateful but it's like still great to be a part of a team that contributes to something so much bigger than myself you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because you were it's not like you just went into entertainment out of nowhere you always kind of dabbled in modeling Mm -hmm. so you have this like other side of you that is like solo performer versus being like on a team and a pure caretaker and like very, very knowledgeable and nerdy. (laughs) Not that models are not knowledgeable and nerdy. I just haven't met one yet. (laughs) (laughs) But like, where do you think that side comes from? That kind of entertainer? Because you are an entertainer too. In a weird way. I mean, I like I modeled my way like through nursing school. I had to like, it was definitely a source of income at the time. Mm -hmm. And my mom was always like kind of pushing me in that direction. Like, okay, like you're going to go to nursing school. Cause like when I said I was going to like take a year off and be like go model full time in New York, she was like, okay, well rent is due on the first. And I was like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm not paying rent. I'm not paying you rent. Like she was like, or get the fuck out. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll go to nursing school. But she was always like, you can still model. Like I want you to have that. My mom was also very like, she could have been a model. But she was so shy and so self-conscious that, like, she like she just never really, like, believed in herself in that capacity. And so I think she kind of, like, projected it onto me a little bit. She was, like, where people would always tell me, like, oh, your daughter should do modeling, blah, blah, blah. And then she started getting me into it slowly and surely. And then when I was 16, I ended up signing with some agency. And then I kind of just always did it on the side. And, yeah. like, I loved it. I wanted to do it full time. Um you have a little momager. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's like, when can I, like, Chris Jenner got a Bentley. When? <laughs> she's like, when? I was like, she's like, I'm waiting. I was like, honey, check. you'll be very lucky if you get like a house outside of my, like a little <laughs> in-law suite one day. Like, relax. I'm it, not putting you in a home. It does remind me of my mom, though, because she was the first woman in our like family to go to college. Yeah. And she wanted to be a jazz musician and like actress. Yeah. But she wanted to prove that like she can use her degree and like right. make money and like do the corporate ladder of like the 80s stuff so and she was like I just can't do that so yeah. I think even my Nana who you know yeah. like, loves Instagram when she Nana's told famous Nana told her dad that she wanted to be go to art school at 18 and he cried I was like find a husband like Nana like, did like small Italian Catholic Brooklyn family and she so she found a husband and now later in life so anyway long story short I think you're a great <laughs> oh example oh my gosh Nana's out I of control. Family. Oh, I love your family too. I, I love you. I've just FaceTimed your mom. I know, but I love Nana and I love your mom. But like that, see, like they had to like choose, mm-hmm. you know, which sometimes I'm like, mm, do I need to choose? 
I mean, I've been fortunate enough to like dabble in, in a lot of it, but my biggest goal is definitely like make my parents proud in the sense of like I've tapped into everything that I can until I can't anymore. And that includes, I mean, modeling because my mom did spend a lot of money up front trying to get me into that world. And then not to mention nursing. She like filled out my nursing school application, (laughs) drug me to the open house and paid tuition, obviously. And like now it's in like the reality TV space. So Mm -hmm. I do what I'm seeing for you, I do, I do, the fact that you're so knowledgeable about nursing, I feel like as your platform grows and you start doing other stuff you're passionate about, it's going to follow you just in a different yeah. form. Like whether it's you starting a foundation or you getting involved with things that now you're, you have more of a like power to yeah. influence. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to, we just don't know where it's yeah. going to be. Well, and I definitely want it to be that, that thing that stays with me because I feel like knowledge in healthcare is so important. I feel like you need to know a really good attorney in your life, mm. a good doctor or nurse, mm-hmm. someone in healthcare, period, a real estate agent. <laughs> what else did I say? Um, therapist. Therapist. And maybe like a porn star. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like having that healthcare knowledge is so freaking important. It's absolutely the difference between, you know, life and death sometimes especially in certain situations that like you need to know what the fuck to ask you need to know what you're what you're looking for like how to even navigate a conversation with an md like when you're going through something like it's so freaking important and especially for like minor the minority population and like the underserved it's so hard to get lost in the cracks and I, that's why i'm like uh, nursing will forever follow me because i feel like just having the knowledge of healthcare and hospitals and how to navigate, you know, patient doctor relationships. No one talks about it. Nobody talks about and it. And some people, like, I know I freeze. Mm-hmm. Like, they finally get to you, and I'm like a people pleaser. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And yeah. they're like, your pinky's backwards. I'm like, no, I'm fine. No. Or how they deal with mental health, where they're just like, okay, like, have you had any headaches? Are you depressed? Like, they ask you so yeah. casually. That yeah. It's weird for you to be like, actually, yeah. I, right. I am. Yeah. And I could even see you doing like, TikTok videos giving little information about that stuff. I mean, you're the creator behind like so many things. <laughs> like whenever I need a good idea, I'm like, Hannah, what are you? Because you just like spew off ideas for TikTok. I love videos. an idea. I'm an idea girly, and and you just try stuff until you're really good at trying things, no matter if they like do good or not. You're just you're willing to try it, see if it works. If it doesn't, like you move on. See, I'm very like calculated when I do something. If it's not successful. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it, mm-hmm. which I like want to be a perfectionist. And it's so hard in this. Like, well, I think we're similar. I do have a perfectionist side that has thwarted me in like certain things. I've never said the word thwart and I don't know why I did that. Yeah. But what? then I think I'm like, actually, mean? with creativity, I don't consider it failing or losing. Like mm. school or tennis, I was very perfectionist. Like yeah. if I lost the point, I'd freak out. If I did bad on a test, I'd freak out. But I've convinced myself that in this creative space we're in that like, I fail like a hundred times during the day of it, but it's all part of the creation, yeah. the creativity. So it's yeah. never really an L is what See, I, like, that's wow. my perspective with stuff. Cause when it's, it's creative. But like when it's so public, I feel like I get in my head about so many things because one, I think that people have this, per- I think people have this idea of me where they, one, they think that I'm perfect and I'm fucking not despite whatever, however my Instagram may look. And so I'm scared to like put out a product or put out a, put out anything that's like so less than like what 
people's expectations of me are, which is so fucked up now that I'm saying it out loud because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just so not even realistic and like really doesn't do anything except inhibit me from even sharing myself with the world. And you're also giving like way too much credit to whoever those people are who want perfection. Maybe their idea of, per- why is their idea of perfection so much better than yours? Like in my head, I'll be like, whatever joke I do will be something they don't expect. Yeah. It might be shitty, but like, it's not like, who are they <laughs> to they know what's it. so great? <laughs> yeah. Who are they to be like, this is right. amazing and this is not. Like, like, why are they setting the bar? And there's a yeah. reason that like, there's the critics yeah, and there's the people doing shit. Yeah. And if you're, if you are stuck critiquing yourself all the time, the next thing you know, you just sit there and you're become a critic of yourself. Yeah. You're not even in the arena. Yeah. When like it takes, even takes balls to put something out. Yeah. And I think you should be proud of even that. I mean, you going to put yourself on reality TV in a scenario where you really didn't know anyone that well. Yeah. Was wild. And it, it really did overall work out for you. And <laughs> we're still here. We're still here. I still have a pulse. Yes. <laughs> I wanted, to, and also we don't talk about how you moved from Atlanta to be here. Yeah. You mentioned you wanted like floor to ceiling windows. Like you do, what is, what is the ideal space for you to be in the best mental Oh my God. I have place. to have light. Oh my God. Remember when we were looking at apartments? It was hilarious. Last year. It was hilarious. Around this time last year. Like I was sending her little caves. Boxes. And I was trying not to be like, <laughs> I would never live in an establishment like that. I'm like, but, there's a bodega on the corner. It's in the West Village. And she's like, not for 200 square feet. No, thank I you. I was like, I'm like, the rats are friendly. Oh my God. You should have seen the floors in those buildings. <laughs> no. Okay. So True. my comfortable space. Well, I said to myself, if I moved from Atlanta to New York, like if I'm going to move, I still want to be comfortable because my living space is so important because I do go through, like I have my bouts of like seasonal depression. And then like when I was working in the hospital full-time, like coming home and having my own space where I don't have to share it with anyone. I also have Jasper, so he needs space. He needs windows. Yes, my child. I need light. I need light. I need to be able to design that space however I see fit Mm because I just, when it feels, it's really important for my space to feel like a home. I don't want to feel like I'm living there temporarily. Mm -hmm. So like I do go all out with like painting my walls and decor and my mom thinks I'm crazy, but like it's just. That's so cute though. I need that. I need it to feel very homey, you know? I didn't realize that till later in life because I used to live somewhere for a year and leave and I literally would treat it like I was in a hotel room. Yeah, I can't do that. I would treat it like I was in a hospital room no it w- people would walk in and be like am i in a hospital yeah like it's sterile it's, it's lacks personality there was no personality because in my head i guess i was just like i'm not gonna be here i don't care but it's because of my own self-hate of like i didn't feel like i deserved to feel like i had this beautiful home but then oh, wow. it's like a full circle where it's like okay you're not giving yourself a place to feel good yeah and then you wonder why you don't feel good and then you hate yourself right because you don't feel good yeah it's just like a like when you're in the space that you feel the most comfortable i feel like you're the, mo- the most productive and like growing up True. my so my parents were divorced and like i i just like having to go from like my mom's house to my dad's house, my dad's house to my mom's house. Like Mm. I never really felt like I got to like, you know, like I felt like, like some kids, they got to pick out like everything that they wanted in their room and really like customize their room. And my mom didn't necessarily have the time for that bullshit, which Mm -hmm. I totally understand, but I don't feel like I really ever got to like have the space that I wanted to have, you know? And 
when I did, it was maybe for a couple years. And then like, even it just never really felt like my space, but my mom's also the type to like, she's painting walls and like very into home decor and making it feel like a home. So the rest of the house felt like a home, but like my room never really felt you know, like my space. So when I moved out, it's always been like, okay, well, I have to have this. I want everything like in its space, like appropriately, like I need to have it feel like home. Burner phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast with Progressive? It is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. You when know. you're in your dark place, if you're at home, you're not feeling well, it's dark outside, what are things you do to get out of your depression? Mm. Lately, I've been like making sure that I get up and just go outside. Whether I go for a walk and... I've been having a, like, I had a hard time getting into like a groove of things coming into New York. Yeah. Um, just like finding my rhythm. So trying to go work out in the morning, like that, having that be the first thing that I do, go for a walk, just getting outside and honestly just making, I make a ton of checklists and like to-do lists and mm. just writing it all down. I love it. I love even the littlest thing, just to be able to cross it off. Yeah, just cross it off. Yeah. yeah. Expo markers on my mirror, like something. Yes. Yeah. Do you think New York has changed you? For sure. <laughs> For sure. I think I'm dressing a lot better. You are dressing really well. I think really I'm dressing well. a lot better. Do you find because there's more inspiration around yeah. of people like yeah. being edgy? Yeah. I remember one time I was going out with Paige and I was like, is it crazy if I wear this? And she goes, it doesn't even really matter because it's New York and it's art. And I was like, <gasps> so now when I'm getting dressed, like even if it's risky, whatever, not something that I would typically wear. I'm like, it's fucking art. It's New York. No one's really looking at you that crazy. Expressing yourself. Yeah. I'm like, I'm tr trying something new. And in Atlanta, like it's great. Like fashion's very amazing, but it's you know, it's samples of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And New York is just very, you can take different pieces. And I just, I think it's changed me in that way. Definitely don't smile as much on the street. Mm -hmm. Like I did smile at a lady this morning and she smiled back actually. That's beautiful. Um, what else? Um, no, I think it's changing me for the good. I'm glad I did this in my twenties. Are you going to move back to Atlanta? No. Oh, not unless I like have a family or something. Yeah. Back to our original question. Do you think New York guys, how are they different than the Atlanta guys? Um, and this is a mass stereotype, but I like to stereotype. <laughs> Especially with men. <laughs> um, damn. Um, but I feel like you've also dated men from all over. Yeah, I'm typically in a long distance relationship. She has a hoe in every area code. I try to. Yeah, what's with the long... Dude, no, I really... You know what? We both... I'm not even equipped for that shit. Can I just judge you? Yeah. And myself? Because we're similar. Obviously, sometimes we have similar tastes in, in men. Same exact taste in men. I think that we both have walls up. Yeah. Because we'll go for guys who have intimacy issues or guys who have... um 
like they're not emotionally available. Yeah. Which you think is attractive and you think it's attractive because you don't want someone who's emotionally available because you're not emotionally available. Yeah. So having these, I used to do the long distance guys too yeah. sometimes and you felt good. Like you had someone who liked you, but you also weren't faced with any kind of serious commitment. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's also just shows, not that it's a bad thing. It's more like you're figuring your shit out yeah and you're not actually ready to have that like all-consuming love yeah and so now that now I haven't done a long-distance relationship and I've actually made it one of the things that I'm not willing to do right now because I do want to have a relationship with someone who's like here in New York in my face Mm -hmm. because it is very easy to like be in a long-distance relationship and I've done that for most of my 20s I mean that's wild I didn't know that yeah Colorado or when I was in New York he was in Atlanta Uh or or they were in New York and I was in Atlanta or Florida, like, or California. So it's always been was it like the guys who were around you. You just didn't meet the right guy. I, I just never really met that many. Like I, one, when I started travel nursing, that was one of them. And then two, I just felt like I never, I would always meet guys and they were like, be like, I don't live here. And I'd be like, Okay, yeah. we can make it work. But yeah. now I'm just like, I don't want to do that right now. Like, I'm just, like, it's too much. I want to get to know you and go out on Friday night, Saturday yes. night, Tuesday. Because then you have a weird, like, dopamine high when you do see them, and then it's just missing them. And, like, it's not the right, like, chemicals in your brain. Yeah. It, like, you get this false, you start thinking of what they're like when you're not spending enough time with them. Yeah. You make them up in your head what right. they're like as a boyfriend when really they're just calling you once a day. And then we're doing trips together. So it's, like, not real. Yeah. And now gotcha. I'm like, I want something that's real and concrete and I want to like lay a study foundation in the same city and wait did you be the next bachelorette no are you I can't bitch what? we just said we didn't want a guy oh, yeah we are decentering men from our lives that's what we're that, doing and like he has to be here for the right reason if, the, if I'm the bachelor he definitely wants followers yeah. of some sort uh, you know wouldn't you think for sure for sure that was a bad idea of mine I have a lot of ideas and sometimes yeah, they fail. And sometimes they suck um but no I just I just want a calm spirit someone who's like not who like cares about what I'm doing but doesn't care that like I'm on TV like they could give a fuck about it it yeah it's it changes the game it changes the game entirely because I'm like I don't want to come into a relationship or a situation ship where you feel like you've already had where someone's already kind of given you a synopsis on who they think I am prior to you even would you live in LA yeah why not I'm 26 mid yeah you're mid 20s I think 26 is like you're trying to find what brings you joy and you as a wise 30 year old everyone is like a mirror for you and all these guys you're dating I've been with a lot a lot of dicks I mean all these guys you're dating you're learning all these new things about yourself yeah and then by the time in a couple of years you know exactly the red flags that you yeah. can't deal with you know exactly your boundaries and then you, and you know exactly what you love to do yourself so that energy like the right people start. Yeah, you're just like perfecting like who you want to be and who you are. And like, I always like, since I don't have all the time, but I got some time, maybe might not. We don't even know what tomorrow holds, but I want to keep myself open to any and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to close myself off completely, whether it's like location wise, people. I'm just, yeah, I would definitely live in LA or even freaking Florida, Washington, who the fuck knows? Yeah. I just feel like, you know, in my, in your twenties, I feel like you should utilize, like take advantage of damn everything. I think society tries to tell people in their twenties too much, like 
tend to be successful. This is when you're young. Yeah. You want to be successful. When like, you don't talk enough about how twenties are so chaotic. Twenties are very 20s, chaotic. I was getting thrown into a different like career and that, guy yeah. every two seconds. Yeah. And you think you're failing, but you're like, no, you have your whole life to sit on the couch and catch up on reruns. Yeah. This is your time to to do the research. Yeah. Like, you're literally just researching right. everything. Yeah. It does feel like you're flailing, but like your twenties are fucking hard. I feel like nobody. I mean, people are talking about it more and more, but your twenties are really. Really People go, hard. oh, it's the best time of your yeah. life. Like college for me. College was scary and crazy too. I didn't know college, what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, it's the best time of your life. And I'm like, well, I'm scared. Right. I feel like I got a delayed college too. Cause like, and then I'm on reality TV and then like I'm going through, I feel like I've also, and then I had a, a nursing job during the pandemic. Like there's also a lot of things where, you know, your average, I've done things that your average 26 year old, 25 year old hasn't done. And so for me, I'm like, I'm trying to uncover every rock and see what's under it because I just never know what's next. But also I'm trying to keep myself grounded and say that I'm only 26 Mm -hmm. because despite whether I've, despite everything that I have done thus far, it's like, I'm still young and I need to like give myself some grace in that aspect. Yeah. And then even if you're older, you could be 46 and have the same job your whole life and say, fuck it. Life's too short. Right. I'm getting a new job. I'm going to be a jazz musician. Whatever the fuck yeah. you want. I'm very into that. I'm very into curating the life that you want to live mm-hmm. and like whatever that looks like or whatever you need to do to get there. Just fucking do And it. if you really love it, you're going to find a way to yeah. monetize it and be successful. Yeah. Okay. You're killing it. You're killing it in hell. I knew you would. (laughs) I'm obsessed with you. We're going to do a final game. Seven deadly sins. What are you greedy about? Ooh, food. What kind of food? Everybody. Look how happy you just (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's Not your food, other people's food. No, my pet peeve is going out to dinner with people who don't want to share their food. Absolutely not. Will not date a guy who doesn't share food. Why does their food always look better than your food? Exactly. And I don't know. Because when I order shit, I'm like, damn, it it sounded good. They need it. That's why I want to only order from restaurants that have pictures. I once almost broke up with a guy because he got mad. I asked if I could have some toasts. Mm -hmm. There were like four little pieces and I ate one of the pieces. And he got so mad that I ate like a whole piece. See? Mm-mm. And then I was like, we're done. We're, no, we're you're done. Because I would have given you done. all of my shit and you got mad over a piece of toast. See? No, we need to be able to go to a restaurant and I can eat off your plate. No problem. For sure. Yeah. Who are you envious of? And it could be a type of person. It doesn't have to be a... Um, you don't have to call someone out. But you can if you want. Anybody who's living in like a four-bedroom house in Tribeca right now or a four-bedroom condo. Do they have... Oh, wow. Like I don't know. Taylor Swift. Yeah, like... Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who has like a really dope New York apartment. Mm. Like floor that. to ceiling windows and upstairs. Oh, <laughs> Jasper would love an upstairs. Dude, Going I'm up getting creative. I don't even know who lives, has an upstairs. I but- didn't realize how passionate you were about t- interior design, but now I think about your apartment and it's well done. <laughs> and I just kind of took it for granted. I, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. Thanks. <laughs> oh I love I love living spaces. Because that takes a certain eye. Like, you know, like Paige and I were talking just because she's good at putting together an outfit doesn't mean she could look at a room and know. Yeah. I think that if I could do it all over again, I would definitely be like flipping houses. 
I would be flipping houses. Okay, I think that's one of. I I think like when I get older, you know, maybe when I have kids or something after, like when they're in grade school or something. I think that I'm a mother already sometimes. Um, like, I would be flipping house. I'll be flipping houses. Like, that's... So you're excited to be a mom? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Of course. Are you Do you want a me? boy or a girl? It doesn't matter. Or are they? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you glu- <laughs> what are you gluttonous about? What do you overindulge in? Shoes. Shoes. <laughs> What? Are we doing material shit, right? Like, what do I overindulge in? Shoes. How has your, how is your spending? Did you want me to say something like more profound? (laughs) (laughs) Now now I feel like a material girl. Material girl. (laughs) She is. Um, that's good. That was the old reference. Anyway, now that you've made some money on reality TV, what do you? Splurge in. Is it spl- is splurge the right word? Splurge. Splurge. Okay, that sounded yeah. sexual. What do you splurge about? <laughs> um, you spend the money on shoes. Um, okay. What? You know what? Honestly, just like living in New York is True. what I spend my True. money on. Just going outside rent, $300 Literally, rent. Yeah. Um, going out with my friends. Drinks. I don't, I'm not even a person who, I don't buy designer handbags. I see the fraud on the couch. We're <laughs> fake. We're fake. Like, I don't buy designer handbags. I don't really buy, like, I'm not really like a label person, mm-hmm. but definitely like going out experiences. Like, yeah, like when I'm with my friends, I just want to have fun. Like, I don't give a fuck how much it costs. Go all out. Yeah. Like, Zaddy, zaddy behavior. When was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger? What's today? <laughs> the 6th. Um, let's see, it's June 6th. June, uh, you know, January through May was a pretty... <laughs> How do you cope with your anger? Because it's Ooh. funny, when I knew you, the time we spent together living together... You'd get like worked up on something, normally something that I was getting you worked up on. <laughs> and we'd like get worked up together. Girl. But I never saw you get angry, but you always warned me. You're like, if I do, yeah, I do. And I was the one that was always like, Well, I was crying most of the time. <laughs> well that well, I'm a crier too. It's not I'm a crier. I'm definitely a crier. I don't lose my cool a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't typically let people see me lose my cool. Because it it honestly takes a lot. I feel like I'm pretty patient in the sense of yeah. like, you're definitely not a friend that I'm like. Ooh, watch out for her anger problem. Yeah, and we know people like that, <laughs> and you're not one of them. <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like it takes a lot. But like once you, I mean, if you keep poking me and keep poking me, like yeah, how it's did, gonna? How did you feel dealing with a TV show where most of the women are white, and if you get angry? you might be stereotyped. Yeah. Because, like, I know I was never worried about being, like, the angry white yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. I never, I had that privilege of not having to think about that. Right. Did that cross your mind at all? A yeah, hundred times a day, 10 million times. Really? All the time. Like, I have to be so prim and proper and so, I just have to hold myself, and I hold myself to a high standard naturally, but I can't be angry or upset, or if I raise my voice, I look a certain way, and I'm just, like, feeding into this stereotype, or I'm a, a bad representation of what a, a black woman on reality TV is. It's like, I have to be so controlled in my emotions, even though, you know, someone could piss me off or I could be angry, I have to be so composed no matter what no matter what 
and it's that like fighting those stereotypes is so fucking annoying and so hard because it's like damn you know my co-star could be angry a hundred million times and nobody even calls her angry or I get called aggressive because I'm angry or have a moment where like, yeah, I'm pissed off. I get called aggressive and I'm sorry, but I don't feel like I'm aggressive. I'm allowed to be upset. Things are allowed to piss me off. Just like person A, B, C, and D, but you know, I'm getting called aggressive. And it's funny because the whole concept of reality TV is trying to get people to lose their composure. Right. Like that's the goal of it. It's not like yeah. you're sitting there just having like a town hall meeting. Yeah. Like it's all based on drama. Right. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, well like as a person of color, I should. And I'm like, that's even a weight that you don't even understand like oh because I'm a person of color I have to be held to a different standard than my white counterparts Mm -hmm. because I'm a person of color like Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense to me and it's also unique because some other Bravo shows might have like more of an even like yeah playing field in terms of like like the diversity in their cast yeah Yeah. or it's like all black right or all white or something but things have been changing but I mean what you've done took a lot of balls to basically come in as the first black cast member on Summer House. Thanks. And is there anything that you feel like people should know about like the weight that you carried? I don't even, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it was my experience. Um, you know, when I, we first went into that summer, I said to It was doing Ian, BLM. Yeah, it was a heavy fucking summer. You know, and I said to Ian, I was like, okay, I'm coming into this show. I'm the first black cast member that you guys have had. I was like, I do feel a sense of pressure of like, yeah, I want to have a good time. I want to meet these people. But like, you know, there's a lot of pressure in that. And he was just like, oh, like, just be yourself. Blah, blah. I don't think you should think about that. And I'm just like, and that's, it's like a white guy telling me this, but I'm like, I, it, it doesn't turn off in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was the summer of Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and March on Washington and all these different protests going on in Atlanta. And then I'm in the Hamptons, which is like the whitest area of who even fucking, I don't even know. And you're surrounded oh, a by- predominantly white area in a house with, in a predominantly white house as well. I remember one morning we all were like, who knows what we were doing, drinking rosé. And you were outside watching, I think a march. Yeah, I was watching the march on Washington, yeah. Yeah, and you were crying. Yeah, it was such a like, it was... Yeah, and, like, production wanted me to, like, have different conversations that day, and I was, like, not feeling it. I was, like, look, like, there's so much emotional, mental, racial turmoil that's going on in the United States right now that it's hard for me to even focus on whatever the fuck is going on in this house. Well, also, it's giving you this responsibility to, like, educate people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which isn't, like, the job you signed up for. Yeah, I was, like, it was just kind of strange, like, and I think that, who did I talk to in the house, which was like you and Amanda and stuff about everything that was going on because like nobody was really like dissecting, you know, what was going on in the world, like Mm -hmm. while we were in the house, which is totally fine. But I think like things that annoy me when people don't understand our friendship. And I was like, there were so many times like during the summer, you know, like, where like you took the time to have a conversation with me, you know, and some people didn't. And like, not that they even and even knew what was going on, but like you were a friend to me on that level and like could see me and like could, you know, just 
could just like be there, even if you didn't understand entirely, like just listening or giving an ear, you know? So I'm like, people can talk shit about you. Like I can talk (laughs) shit about you, but like nobody else can. Cause I'm like, that's just like a whole nother side of our friendship that people never really even got to see. And like, yeah, like that was, it was a crazy summer. Also have my parents calling me like, are you okay? Are you safe? Like you're in the Hamptons. They don't know anything about the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. They just know that it's like predominantly white. Like, what's going on so that's like a whole nother side to filming that people and being like the first black person on reality tv that people don't even can't even relate to so like when we had like that big conversation with maya this season it was like it was kind of like a breath of fresh air to even be able to vocalize it Mm -hmm. because power comes in numbers especially in terms of like race conversations because it's like when you only have one it makes it easier for people to kind of invalidate your experience or make mm-hmm. or question it or like, oh, yeah, be like perhaps it was this or maybe it's just that. But you get when gaslighted. You, yeah, you kind of get gaslit. And like when you have another person there, it's like another black person there that you're like, I was like, nope, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. I felt that way at some point in time. Yep. I understand. OK, like amazing. And so like just to have like that backup and just to have her there, it like it you yeah it's hard to like diversify a show and not have an open dialogue and conversation or even really even be someone's friend if you can't even begin to express your your world your, your life yeah it's funny cuz i remember during casting i like recommended like one of my black comic friends and he called me and he's like so you guys need a token black guy <laughs> and i had like the most nervous laugh and he was like no it's all good i just need to know the situation like would i fuck with these people would i like them right yeah and i was like i actually i don't i don't know yeah and he was like we had like a long talk of like if it's actually worth it for him yeah and because it takes like different personality types obviously yeah. that would mix but like there were a lot of people who probably who couldn't have done right you have to realize like there are probably you know in casting and like getting casted there are probably a number of black people that looked at the scenario of it being a predominantly white cast for all these years and was like it's not a safe space you know what no i don't think that that's something that i could walk into i have my friends back home in atlanta that are like sierra i don't know how you did that and they would text me and be like i don't know they were like how they would be watching this season they were like how did you do that like i don't know how you did that in especially in that time like i don't get it and i was like nothing worth having comes easy and it there are moments where it's uncomfortable but also at the end of the day like i'm not gonna let like the color of my skin dictate what opportunities i take and what i don't Mm -hmm. you know i was like where there's a first unfortunately not unfortunately because i think that there always needs to be there's always going to be a first yeah but i don't do it to be the first i do it for the person after me and the person after me well i was about to say like the hamptons are obviously very white and it's aspirational and there's a lot of white girls that say oh i can't wait to go to the hamptons or whatever yeah but like who knows what like other cultures are now being represented on the show yeah. that like younger people could be like I see myself right. in that kind of environment and I want to be in the Hamptons or whatever but just yeah. like having that representation right and so when I see like other black girls in the Hamptons and they're like Sierra I love you like I come to the Hamptons all the time and like I'm the only black girl in my group of friends and it's kind of crazy and like she's like I just it's so good to know that like you know I'm not the only one in this situation and yeah. like I do had I have to have these 
I've had to have these like weird conversations with my housemates too. It's like, it's like, I see you, I hear you. I would do it 10 million times over just for that one. It gives me shivers. Yeah. Cause like think of how many girls felt like they didn't belong in the Hamptons. Yeah. Who might've been invited Mm -hmm. and said, I feel too uncomfortable. Yeah. But they think of you Mm -hmm. looking hot as shit, (laughs) walking into a restaurant in the Hamptons and be like, if Sierra could do it, I can. Yeah. And feel like she belongs a little more. Like just to be confident in yourself and not eliminate yourself from a situation or a scenario or you know a certain setting because you think you might not fit in like that you know you were put on this earth for a reason and like you walk with your head you're I will walk into any room I'm not going to apologize for my skin color I'm going to be confident and I will fake it until I make it you know even if I don't feel that way but it's like I'm not going to let my skin color dictate or what people think of me dictate you know, what type of setting I belong to or belong in. You heard it here first. You heard it in hell. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> anyway. That was a really good. That was a really good question. I well, it was funny. At first we were like, do we? At first I was like, Isabel's. <laughs> but I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad. Well, it's also something that while filming, I never felt comfortable asking you because it's so fourth wall breakage. Yeah. It would have got cut. <laughs> okay. Um, when was the last time you were sloth? So like just lazy. Yesterday. Same. <laughs> this morning. I feel like no, you're, kidding, I went to- you're good at like when you're on, you're on. When I'm on, I'm at- on. Yeah. And then it's like a cat. When Yeah. Hello. They're either the star of the show or, or bitch don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> like we're either taking 10 hour naps or we're fucking chasing a hair tie around my apartment. <laughs> or you have the zoomies at 4 a.m. Yeah. Like yesterday, definitely. When was the last time you let your ego get in the way of something? So like, how's your ego? Because I know that getting a little fame, I see how people can become cunts. Like I see how <laughs> yeah. you have yes people around you. You could see how you can get people to listen to you and you could be reckless. You could think your hot stuff yeah. at some point. How's your ego? I think my friends do a good job of keeping me on track. They call me like the Z-list celebrity. <laughs> So I got important. into a screaming fight with one of my friends. Well, I'm not a screaming fight. He called me as what he called me a D-list, which actually I was like, that's it's pretty good. A D-list celebrity, and I was like, you called me D-list. I was like, even though you're right, like that's not wrong. But honestly, I, I think my ego's fine. My friends do a good job of like keeping me in check. They're like, we don't. Like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because they're like, hey, do we have to wait in this line? Can you tell them who you are? And I'm like, no. That's so funny. No. Well, I, it's, I had like a weird, like, remembering when I first met you, I guess, what was it, two years ago? Was it two or three? Yeah, three years. Two. 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 Oh, it's 2022. You're exactly the same. You're just like a little more, like I tell you're busier, like you have shit going on. Yeah. And you're less like scared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're a little less scared. Well, I mean, anyone would be scared. I When Paige and I, our first season, <gasps> we would literally go in the bathroom and just be like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> okay, when was the last time you lusted over someone? This can also be like, who's your celebrity crush? My celebrity crush. Do I have a celebrity crush right now? I don't feel like I lust over celebrities that much. Um... 
Where are you dating? Are you like on Raya or Hinge? I'm on Raya. I'm not on Hinge. I, dude, I locked myself out of Hinge. <laughs> I tried to make a, like a profile when I was drunk one time with my friend. I accidentally put my birth year as 2016. They were like, you have to be 18 years or older. <laughs> I've like messaged their customer service so many times with my license. Okay, Hinge, like if you're that. listening, get your yeah, girl on. Like, can I? The thing with Raya, now I could talk shit about it because I'm married. I mean, who knows? You never know in the future if you need to get on those things. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think a second wedding, second bachelorette could be really that would be so fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like DJs and founders. I haven't met anyone actors. on Raya where like we've actually like gone out. Same. I've never like gone out. Yeah. Like, I've like FaceTimed. I've texted. Not even that. Interesting. I haven't done that. Interesting. I guess I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's either super inspirational or she's like, well, we all die. So yeah. whatever. Um, okay, final question. Advice to so the me. little devils who've been asking you to come on. They're probably so excited that you've survived hell. What advice would you give them on how to cope with your hell when you're going through it? Do any and everything that you feel is necessary for yourself, whether it's going to get the massage, mm-hmm. whether it's like, which if you work out when you're depressed, like more power to you. I don't do that. But I know it's so hard. It's I, no, I'll have an anxiety attack. My therapist even said, you are not the type to like go run when you're like super stressed. No, I'm not. It's like an adverse reaction. I'll have oh, a no, that's attack. what I said to Maya. Maya asked me advice for going on reality TV. I just said, get a therapist. <laughs> no, get a therapist. Invest in a very good therapist. Um, like lay on the couch. Mm-hmm. It's literally a tax write-off so that you don't like burn yeah. the house down. Lay on the couch, listen to music. And honestly, find a really good group of friends. Mm. Find a key group of friends that can kind of, that can keep you grounded and just love you no matter what. It's like a judgment-free, but also a judgment zone. Mm-hmm. Like you want them Healthy to like, judging. yeah, like you want them to keep you in your soft place. Soft bullying, soft. Right. No, <laughs> like if, if I can't make fun of you, we're not friends. But like, yeah, like they keep you in line. They are here for you no matter what. And just like genuine good people. And I've been very blessed where I was able to come to New York and I feel like I found like a really good solid group of friends that I go out and party with on the weekends, but I know I could call them at 3 a.m. if I needed something. Obviously you and Paige and like, yeah. And you've recently like made friends with some of my longtime friends. Oh my gosh. Which has made me so happy because that's just the beginning. I know. They're just budding. Which I need to call Haley and be like... Wait, we were supposed to do dinner, actually. It, it does make me happy to see, like, people that I love connecting because then I'm like, oh, it's not coincidence. You I love, love connecting oh, people. I love it. You I'm love it. You're like, oh, my God. And I'm like, <laughs> chill. It's been two minutes. Paige said she was jealous that we all hung out last night. What? What, at the comedy show? She says we, she thinks we replaced Gary with her. And I said, we absolutely did. Gary was like, Sierra, do you think you're babysitting? I was like, yes, I have to get you home to Kim in one piece with no tattoos or she'll kill me. He's like, you're not babysitting me. I'm, I'm, I'm a 35-year-old man. I was like, yeah, but you're also my best friend's brother. Yep. Like, hello. Yep. Yeah. Paige just out in LA. No, shout out to Paige. Shout out to Giggly Squad. Shout out to Sierra. <laughs> shout out to her girls in Atlanta. And yes, <laughs> shout out to mom. Shout out to Des. Anyway, thank you guys so much for coming to hell today. We love you so much and we'll talk to you later. Oh wait, where can people follow you? Just Instagram. I oh, don't need it. Um, Instagram and TikTok. Sierra Miller, three underscores. Yeah, she's going to start doing some nursing videos. Okay, we yeah. love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>